Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from the QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? Guys, it's nearly Christmas. Are you all right? Are you okay? Have you got everything done? I haven't. Let me tell you where I am at this point. So at this point, I have one child that has produced a PowerPoint presentation. I kid you not on their Christmas list. It includes images, prices, links, all sorts. The other child has said that there's one thing that they want and the rest they can just have surprises. But it's very difficult to get things that are, you know, that are going to go down well. You don't want a complete calamity on Christmas Day. And as of today, it transpires that one child, not going to name any names, that had asked for one thing, well, let's just say there's been a change and uh, I had already acquired that one thing. So I have been doing these online contact centre help chats, trying to arrange a return and a refund. It seems to be the hardest thing that is imaginable. Um, though Actually, they've, <laughs> they've subscribed for the podcast, which is something to be grateful for, I suppose. Five hours on an online chat has resulted in another listener. Well, they small, small benefits. Um, but yeah, I'm just at that point right now where I'm not feeling quite as Christmassy as I was yesterday. And I just want everything to be returned that needs to be returned, refunded. And the new thing that I've had to source that I don't even know, it doesn't—it didn't seem to be available, but I've managed to find one. So now I'm thinking it's going to arrive and it's a pretend version or it's 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 not. I, you know, I just I'm just not convinced it's all going to go well. It's all part of the process, isn't it? It's all part of the fun. But there we are. But it's Christmas and I've had so many messages from you saying how much you loved the episode last Christmas when I had Lauren on. Uh, Lauren's on YouTube. I'll give more information about her account in a minute. But uh, it was just lovely to talk to her about Christmas books. And because she's had it had such a lovely response, I thought, let's see if she'd mind coming on again. And do you know what? She said she wouldn't mind at all, which is just fantastic. So, this whole episode is Lauren and me chatting Christmas and chatting Christmas books. So let's get on to it straight away. Lauren from Lauren and the Books, welcome back. It's so good to have you back, back by popular demand. Oh, stop it. Thank you for having me back. Any chance to get 
Christmassy. I'm there. And I had such a lovely time last year just talking about Christmas books. I was more than delighted to come back this year. Well, it's very, very good of you. I do appreciate it. I have you got any highlights of Christmas thus far this year? Thus far? Well, David and I went to a um, drive-in cinema at the weekend to watch uh, The Holiday. I've never been to a drive-in cinema before, no. so that was really, really exciting. Um, food, always food. David's got his sweetie table ready. There's just constant Ferrero Rochers and things going on. <laughs> and I'm exhausted already. It's only the 7th. We're, fi- we're recording this on the 7th and it is exhausting. Do you find Christmas exhausting? I do, but I just love it so much. Yeah, me too. Like, please, pleasingly exhausting. I sit down at the end of the day, the Christmas trees on, the candles are on. I think, oh, lovely. Yeah, it's normally Christmas Day when it hits me and I'm just like <laughs> face planting the sofa. and Sleep think, all the way through to New Year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just such a lovely time. It, re- it really is. Is there anything that you're really looking forward to this Christmas? I guess a bit of normality maybe Mm. compared to last Christmas. Like last Christmas was very uh, smaller Christmas, I think, for everybody. Um, And not to say David and I didn't have a lovely time. We really did have a very merry Christmas. We were surprised how much we enjoyed it. But just being able to sort of see my niece, she's of the age now where everything's so exciting. So that'll be nice. Mm. Um, Sit around a dinner table with just more than just me and David would be lovely. (laughs) Getting books for Christmas. David's mum always does an absolute treat and gets me loads of books she goes she goes to uh waterstone so just does a massive bookshop and um and gets me all sorts things that i haven't asked for she's very good at getting me things that i haven't asked for that i don't already own she's how very does she do it. that does she have photos of your bookshelves <laughs> yeah, she, she um every time she comes around she has a good old look at what i've got on the shelves and i think maybe takes a few sneaky photos and then is able to to sort of refer to things it has happened before where she's bought me um something that i have had but it was nice because it just meant I get to I got to change it. She keeps the receipt, take it back, easy, change it for something else I want. So yeah, always looking forward to get to getting some books. Do you think you'll be getting books this year? Yeah, I've put a few on my Christmas list, but I have asked for a book voucher as well. And everyone says, oh, that's so boring. But I'm like, no, because no, it's helpful. A, yes, because then I've got this. I can look forward to going into yeah. the bookshop. And, uh, That'll be lovely. But there is something very exciting that I'm doing this year. I, I just me. can't wait. So my daughter has a Saturday job in a bookshop and she's having to do a sporting event on the last Saturday before Christmas. So So you're working there? uh, Yes! That is so exciting! I I don't think they realise how hyper I'm going to be about this. You're going to be pushing books on everyone. That's so exciting. You'll never you'll you'll want to get a job a Saturday job there in the, in 2022. Well, they said, oh, has your daughter got any availability in the week before Christmas? And I was like, oh yeah, she can do these days, but I could help as well. <laughs> and they didn't take me up on that. And they've said they've oh. emailed me this list of my duties. And I was it, gonna say you have to make a really good impression when you're in. Well, there's a lot of wiping and antibacterial, and I'm in oh. charge of a maximum of eight people in the shop. So I think I'm gonna need a clipboard, really. Oh, but yeah. anyway, but I, yeah, I just can't wait. It's just that's just like my perfect. perfect oh, I can't wait mood. to hear how that goes. <laughs> the so trouble exciting. is, I they're doing it because they know I'm going to see all these books that I'm going to buy as well. So their profits are going to be through the roof that day. But, but they'll get you back every year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have, have you got any books on your Christmas list that you're specifically asking for? Well, I always ask for cookbooks and I love to get cookbooks as well um, because I think they're just sort of gifts that keep on giving, particularly to the people who buy them for me because normally I'm like, thank you so much for buying that cookbook for me. Do you want to come around and I'll make this? So like, <laughs> I always get a lot of cookbooks. Um, I'm vegetarian, so there was a whole – and vegetarian cookbooks this year in particular have just gone – 
amazing. Like there's just so much range. It used to be sort of like the student vegetarian cookbook and like the occasional river cottage one. But nowadays there's just everything. And I've put a Greek cook, a Greek vegetarian cookbook. David's just got me a vegan take, a fake away book where you can fake your own vegan takeaways and just, just so much. So I always ask for, for, um, vegetarian cookbooks, but yeah, I guess I'm just going to see what happens. I'm excited. Oh, wonderful. Are there any other sort of bookish items you've asked for Christmas? Or I have a little think. I mean, I count everything as a bookish item. <laughs> a blanket to me counts as a bookish item because I'd, I'd never be under a blanket unless I was having a book with it. And I'd never be drinking a special kind of tea unless I was reading a book with it. So like every single thing <laughs> links back to being a bookish item for me. <laughs> and you're doing obviously vlog Vlogmas on BookTube, yeah, releasing yeah, a video yeah. Every day in the run up to Christmas, it, it's just, it's Christmas gold. It really is. <laughs> what's, so what's been your favorite video so far? Well, I love the vlogging. So I love like vlogging the sort of everyday Christmassy life, even down to sort of just me sitting down and opening my advent calendar or me unpacking the shopping. Like I love to, 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 to record it and to, to make a sort of, just a just a memory of it really but then I also love watching it back later on in the year when I think I need a bit of Christmas spirit I'll watch the old vlogmas back so it's it's nice to be able to have that record of it but tomorrow I'm excited about filming the video tomorrow because I've got my sister coming around tomorrow and we're doing a taste testing of all the beige buffet food we can get <gasps> in <laughs> oh so I've wow been to a whole host of supermarkets and bought a whole host of sort of Christmassy buffet food gonna cook it all up tomorrow me my sister and David are gonna work our way through it and I cannot wait for that normally we've, we've been doing taste testing videos the past few years last year we did mince pies and the year before that we did um Christmas sandwiches so yes yeah, so this is a new one beige buffet food so I'm very much looking forward to that and apart from the Vlogmas, are there any sort of traditions that you've established in the lead up to Christmas? Yeah, so David and I got engaged last November. Um, and I think after, I'm always, I love having the Christmas tree up. I love having the decorations up. And like, I always feel sad when it comes down. I think it's always comes down too early. But David's very much like, once Christmas is over, he wants Christmas gone. Like he's had enough of it. So l- last year, because it had been such a, rubbish year we said let's put it up really early so we put it up in the first week of November which seems insanely early but this year I said let's do it again and we think now because we got engaged that week we think we're gonna have a little tradition where we sort of put the tree up in the first week of November and then I get me two months worth of it and David gets to, to get it down before New Year's Eve so he's delighted but yeah but I'm all about rituals and sort of routines for Christmas that's very much like what Christmas is for me doing the same things and sitting down watching the same films like rereading a lot of the same books and things like that I'm really into it yeah we have one tradition that we started because my husband's Jamaican yeah. so the 23rd of December is Jamaica Eve Right. And we he cooks Jamaican food. We listen to oh Jamaican Christmas songs, dress up in Jamaican stuff and just have a lovely time. Yes. Tell me about Jamaican food that you eat on Jamaica Eve, please. What sort of things are you eating? Oh, well, uh, from a vegetarian point of view, there's this thing called ackee that looks yeah. a bit like scrambled eggs. I have, I've seen it. Yeah, saltfish and ackee, isn't it? Yes, that goes exactly. together normally. Yeah. Yes. I've but never you, eaten it, but I've seen it. Yeah. You can just cook it. I mean, I often have it with bacon, but obviously you wouldn't have that. But you can just 
just have it with yeah. peppers and onions. You don't have to have it with the fish if that if salt fish if that's if that's not your thing. I mean, yeah. macaroni cheese is another thing that they. Ha- it's just like lots big buffet of lots of different food. Obviously, there's lots of chicken. There's lots of spice. There's yeah. just bits and bobs of everything. There's these festivals that are like um, I don't know how to describe mini donuts fried. Oh, <laughs> if that God. makes sense. That sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds They're delicious. so good. Yeah. So that's, that's, we used to, we started having it on Christmas Eve, but it was just yeah. too much uh, when yeah. you're chopping Brussels sprouts for Christmas Day as well. So yeah, that that's one of the traditions that we started. And as you, reading books, reading the same books yeah. um, y- year after year. We always read uh, The Jolly Christmas Postman on Christmas Eve. David and I always love to read that. So yeah, that's definitely I one that we always that. reread. But um, yeah, just so many sort of one book that I'm going to mention, actually, that I like to read. Every, well, every let's year get on to it. Yeah, we? we'll just talk about Christmas all podcast. Otherwise, we need to get onto the books. It's the Christmas special. So who cares? <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you've you've got some you've got some books. I've got some books. Tell, tell me your first first book recommendation. OK, so these are all. Well, four. I've picked five books. Then four are new to me, and one is a sort of revisit. So I'll start with the revisit, seeing as I just mentioned it. So yeah. it's Carol Ann Duffy's Christmas poems. So it's a collection. So previously, Carol Ann Duffy every year has released a tiny little hardback um, Christmas poem, long form Christmas poem. Now I'm not big into poetry. A lot of it goes over my head, but these are literally the most perfect poems for me. So there's all sorts in there, from poems about the Wren boys to poems about. Um, the, another night before Christmas poems set in Bethlehem like all sorts of sort of like the religious and the not all sorts of poems and they've always come out as like little individual books now this has been going on so she's got about I'd say maybe even 10 maybe more than that all these little books and I've always got one every year and I noticed last year hands on hips one didn't come out so I was very <laughs> disappointed but this year there's a whole host of the collection of them so here in this beautiful blue and gold foil absolutely gorgeous book and then underneath it it's a naked hardback with exactly the same pattern <gasps> the end papers are like Christmas trees so festive and all with all those beautiful Christmas poems that I love reading so much all in there so oh, that is an absolute lovely. treat. And as I said, like, I always like to reread those. So now I've got them in one place um, and it's just gorgeous. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So, yeah, that's definitely one of the rituals and books I like to revisit every Christmas. Oh, fantastic. Well, the, my first book is a reread, actually, as well. Lovely. It's um, a picture book. So it's definitely for the younger ones, but it's yeah. it's. Um, one of our favourites. Every year the kids are saying, oh, that's the one we remember. And even now, you know, they're in their teens. It's still one they talk about. Um, And it's called The Santa Trap. And it's by, oh, I've never heard of it. Oh, well, it's by Jonathan Emmett and Polly Bernatine. And basically, it's a story of a boy who, from the moment he was born, was horrible. And every <laughs> year, he'd get socks from Father Christmas. Yeah. And so he decided he wasn't having any of this. So he took him a whole year and he built a Santa trap and he was going to trap Santa. <laughs> and it's about what happened to him and that Santa trap. Oh, that sounds like great fun. It is. And for your niece, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's a bit old, but I, don't, I it's just, 
it's just a lovely book. It's yeah, uh, yeah one we we treasure. Um, Great illustrations as well. Yes, and just lots of fun. And um, you know, the boys always demanding lots of stuff for Christmas. So you know, it's a, it's a good lesson for not to yeah. demand too much. Oh, it sounds great. Oh, yeah, so there one. we go. I'm always I'm always amazed that after all of these years, like every year, I look for new Christmas books to read, and then I'm still finding ones like as you said, you've been reading that to yours for a long time, and I've never even heard of it. So like, it's it's amazing, isn't it? That all the Christmas books that come out of the old Christmas woodwork this time of year. Yes, which is great. And as you say, then new ones as well. It's just the whole mixture. So what's book number two? So book, so book number two is a, is a new one. So new to me this year. I'm just going to have a look and see when it was published, actually, to see if it came. Oh, no, it was this year. So this is At Christmas We Feast, Festive Food Through the Ages by Annie Gray. Now, I am a nonfiction Ooh. lover and I do like to read a bit of nonfiction. And I also like to read a bit of food nonfiction. So I was going on earlier about how much I love a a cookbook well non-fiction books about food that aren't cookbooks are even more exciting for me and this is what it says on the tin festive food through the ages so I haven't started it yet but I'm so excited about it it starts off sort of like Victorian times as you'd imagine yeah when when Christmas was invented basically and interspersed with it there's like little um, recipes and things that are going on really strange things like wine chocolate do you think you'd like a bit of wine mm. chocolate? I like them separately, but combined, <laughs> I think not. That's, ooh, Tipsy that's... cake, that's another one. Oh, wow. Um, so is this sorts. something that would be a good gift for people as well? It I definitely think like so, yeah. It. If you've got somebody who's sort of like, I'm not sure how much I like this word, a foodie, yeah. <laughs> I think this would be a good gift because it would be something that, again, you could revisit every year. I'm all for revisiting things every year. And yeah, it's got a few sort of, I don't know if the, the recipes are definitely things that you would look at and think, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to make that this year. I can't wait to make the wine chocolate again this year. But it's definitely fun. It goes. It's, it's very, very sort of recent. It goes up to the author's Christmas dinner last year and how it sort of developed over the year. I'm really looking forward to reading uh, the 1985 section, which is entitled A Microwave Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and how big is the book? Is it? It's it's a small little hardback. It is. Right. Oh, well, I mean, there's a big glossary in the back. So it's just under 200 pages. Oh, no, it's just 200 pages. Right. It's 205 pages. So, yeah. Ooh. And it's written by a food historian. So, um, really knows their stuff. So, very much looking forward to getting into that. And that one, I actually want to start that soon so I can sort of dip into it as the month goes by as well. So, yes. looking forward to that one. Oh, I might. I hope nobody in my family is listening to this <laughs> because I might give the game away. I think that's a, that, that's a buy as far as I'm concerned. Oh, a Christmas gift buy. Yes. Oh, it sounds lovely. lovely. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, well, my next one is now. Uh, people that listen to me waffle on every week know I love Anthony Trollope very, very, yeah. very much. And this, I hadn't heard of this one before, but it's a book called Christmas at Thompson Hall and Other Christmas Stories. Lovely. So it, they're short stories. It's in a beautiful book, beautiful little mm-hmm. book. Um, it's about 200 pages long. And for me, it it's my number one Christmas book this year. I absolutely loved it. He some short stories don't suck me in enough and Same. make me care about the characters. Yeah. Um, whereas this did, and I just feel reading Anthony Trollope, you know, it makes me feel better when some of the other books I'm reading for Christmas are like mid-grade fiction. Yeah. Um, he's just got a lovely turn of phrase. He's very good at observing, funny. Some of the subjects he covers are, you know, awful. Like there's in in one story, it doesn't sound very Christmassy, but in one story, there's a mention about slavery, but he is so against it. You know, it's still 
a very sort of contemporary take yeah. on classic literature. So, and it's just wonderful. There's there's funny stories, sort of emotional stories, stories that make you sort of angry, but all of them you're rooting to find out what happens at the end. Oh, that's so good as well, because quite often I find with Christmas books and I've been reading a lot of Christmas books. Mm. Is there's a lot of fluff around, isn't there? There's a mm. lot of sort of lovely Christmas time at a cupcake cafe and things like that. So, so to hear exactly. that there's there's actual stories with worth in and with important topics yes. covered that are still set at Christmas, that really intrigues me and pleases me. And I think if you haven't read um, Anthony Trollope before, it's a good way to sort of dip your toe in and see if you like. Absolutely, yeah, like short story style. collections always are, aren't they, to get a good feel of what the what the writing's I've like. I've got to say, generally, although I've got some lovely books, generally I get I'm disappointed in Christmas books because they never, they often never sort of live up to what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I always sort of treat it because I always read Christmas books in December, and I always sort of treat it as a month where I'm reading things that I would never normally pick up. So I read a little bit of women's contemporary fiction, which is definitely a genre I don't often go to. Romance occurs. I've got a romance book here, um, and like middle grade, I enjoy reading middle grade, but never as much as I do in December. I'd never sort of read six middle grade books back to back. But in um, yeah, so yeah, I always treat it as a bit of a sort of right. I know I'm not going to read any of my favourite books in December because. Yes. But I always have a lovely time. Yeah. It's almost like a holiday from my professional reading career. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, that's true. I think I just need to sort of lower my expectations instead of expecting something to be the book of the year. As you say, just enjoy it for what it is. Absolutely. So what is your next book to offer us? My next book, Philippa, and I think you might be reading this book this year as well, is Stay Another Day by (laughs) Juno Dawson. I have read it, yeah. Oh, have you? Right. So this is um, the book that I am, uh, we're reading for my Patreon book club, which Philippa is a kind member of. I'm very excited to start it. David started it last night. We did a Patreon Christmas cosy reading night last night and he was chuckling he was really laughing and I was very surprised because I didn't expect it to be funny but he could not stop laughing like really sort of like sniggering under his breath and be like oh this is like enjoying it did you find it funny I did I listened to the audiobook actually yeah. um and if someone had said who is this book written by I would have said Juno Dawson because yeah. I think it's just them to a t- you you can hear their 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 voice in it yeah. um I did say to my daughter, oh, this book seems to have everything in it. And I reeled off all different things. And she looked yeah. at me and she went, mother, that's just modern life. Get with it. I was like, oh, I'm really <laughs> well, I did sorry. notice on the back. So it's a, it's a book about three three siblings returning home for Christmas. They're all, they're all named after trees. We've got Fern, Rowan and Willow. And they're all, um, they're all ready for Christmas and sort of getting, settling back in the, under the same roof and things like this and it says at the bottom not suitable for younger readers and then when I had a look there was a bit of a, a sort of trigger warning which I really appreciate at the front of these yeah. these books yeah. sort of like warnings of things that are going on and it like like you've just said it does sound as though there's a bit of everything in there. Yeah so. I, I thought it was going to be like a thriller um that sort of book but it's not it's it's just I also thought it was going to be like a thriller so that surprised me yeah but um it's not David is 55 pages into it he's got his bookmark in there I'm going to read the first chapter tonight because I like to film the um I'd like to film the initial thoughts of this so I'm going to get that 
that done tonight. So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into it. And last night at the Christmas Cozy Reader Night, literally everybody was reading it. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was like, I'm reading Stay Another Day, I'm reading Stay Another Day. But when um, Juno announced that uh, she was writing this for Christmas, I was so excited. It came like she did an Instagram post in... um, in October and said she was writing a Christmas book and I was like cannot wait yeah it's a I I thought it's a really a, I mean, I'm giving the game away a bit but yeah I thought it was a really good book um def- good. definitely one of my top ones for oh well that's good for to Christmas. hear so yes if you hadn't mentioned it I was going to so I will do a quick reshuffle At, oh no I'm, no no it's I'm fine I've, there, option, I've got options don't don't worry <laughs> in fact the book I'm going to recommend next I think you hated Oh, yes. So this is right. Picture the scene. You're you're tired and exhausted from Christmas. You're finding it hard to to read, to get your reading um, vibe going. You need something very simple and easy. That's the lowest level of intelligence possible that makes you giggle. I'm really intrigued to find out what this is. (laughs) No, you didn't like this one. Diary of a Christmas Elf. The Ben Miller. Oh, I did. You didn't like it at all, did you? (laughs) It wasn't that I didn't like it. I think I gave it two stars, which is, it's it, it's okay. If I didn't like it, that's a one star. So I gave it two stars. Um, yeah, like I said, like I'm not much of a one for reading children's books or middle grade books at any time, really, apart from at Christmas. And I think this was just one too many poo jokes for me. <laughs> well, I was sitting looking at the pile of Christmas books I had to read in a very short space of time. Yeah. And I was just thinking, oh, my goodness, how am I going to work my way through this book? these books? Yeah. So I read this one and I read it very quickly. And that made me feel very happy that I could take oh, a book off, off my list. I mean, some of the pages, it's a diary. Basically, it's a diary yeah. of... Um, an elf who wants to work for Father Christmas. And yeah. uh, it's, there's a bit of an adventure. It's utterly silly. There is no it, no brain cells required while you're reading it. No, I it. listened to the audio book of it and it, well, it's it's read by Ben Miller as well, the, um, the audio book. Oh. I, did, I, I did find a lot of the, the sort of like the diary entry style of it quite humorous. Like there was days it reminded me a bit of like having a diary when I was younger. <laughs> there were days where... Um, nothing elf, happened today. Yeah, like, nothing happened today. <laughs> nothing also happened today. <laughs> nothing happened today either and I was like I remember writing in my diary and saying nothing happened today (laughs) so like bits like that did make me chuckle but there was a lot of toilet humor in there would you agree yeah there is so I suppose I didn't I wasn't (laughs) overwhelmed by the maybe that didn't even sink in I don't know it's just a book that I could speed read I felt I felt the Christmas spirit when I was reading yeah. it and oh, good. Uh, yeah it just it just made me smile it's a bit of fun I would say oh, but, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it is fun and I don't think it was written for me I think there's a, an audience out there that will absolutely love it yeah like, I imagine kids who are like into their toilet jokes are gonna love it so yeah it wasn't for me but I still had a, a an okay time reading it <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it's going to go forward for the Booker Prize no <laughs> I can't <laughs> I don't think it's going to be long listed. No, <laughs> shame, shame. But anyway, what what's your next book? So the next book is also a video that David and I are going to be filming for Vlogmas. So um, last year during lockdown, we started filming um, a few videos called Book versus Film, where we both 
take a seat on the sofa. David would press play on the film and I'd start reading the book version of the film. So, and, and we'd see after an hour, we'd stop and we'd have a chat and whereabouts are you and how did they do this bit and da, 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 da. And we did it for Christmas last year with The Christmas Carol. And we're going to do it again. We're filming it, I think, next week um, with John Grisham's Skipping Christmas. Now, the adaptation of that mm. is Christmas with the Cranks. Mm. Which I don't think I've ever seen Christmas no, with the Cranks. I haven't. Um, I think it's sort of like an early noughties Christmas film. And I have read this book before. So it's about a daughter returning back for Christmas unexpectedly. And I think the, uh, to her parents, they're sort of fed up with the competitiveness of Christmas, particularly in the neighbourhood that they live in. There's always lights and they have to give money to this person and uh, this is going on and <laughs> who's bringing the fruitcake and things. But they said, right, we're not doing Christmas this year. We're not, we're, we're, we're going to skip Christmas. And then their daughter decides to return home. And the daughter is very beloved of the whole neighbourhood. And every time they tell anyone that the daughter's coming home, they say, well, I can't believe you're not doing this. They have to stick Christmas on really quickly <laughs> so that's what this is all about and it's just sort of a bit frantic David has seen the film and enjoys the film and it's it's not a very long one it's well I say it's not a very long one it's 248 pages however it's one of those strange little um you know those mass-produced books in America where the, the font doesn't really reach the top or the bottom of the page yes and it's yeah. quite big font as well so yeah I don't think it's gonna t- I don't know if I'll get it done whilst the film's going on but I'll definitely get the majority of it done so yeah I'm looking forward to it and actually saying it's a mass produced one I'm very into the front cover it's very sort of nostalgic little Christmas scene in a little window do you ever get swept up when you're doing those sessions with David and and just start looking at the film and forget to look back <laughs> at, at the book um no but last year when I was reading A Christmas Carol which is a short book is I think it might only be about 100 pages um I had finished or like when I was getting towards the end I knew that I was going to finish before David so I'd sort of read a, a paragraph and have a look at what was going on he was watching the Jim Carrey version of oh, yeah. um uh, Christmas Carol which is quite creepy in places you know <laughs> I guess I'm just used to the Muppets Christmas Carol um so I was getting a little look at what was going on and seeing what was happening at the same time but no I'm quite good at committing to the book that I've got in front of me but Um, yeah I'm looking forward to doing that as well because it's just an excuse to sit on the sofa and read while David watches a film so we're both happy (laughs) absolutely perfect yes well my next book is a book that I was expecting I was not going to enjoy and I really enjoyed it so like you when I see books about you know the the Christmas cupcake and uh, yeah, whatever Christmas at the Christmas cafe and all of those books. I just think, oh please. Um, and I got sent this one. It was a proof copy, and it's called Always in December by Emily Stone. Oh, nice. Um, and it's a book about a, a girl called Josie. She's had a, a rough time at Christmas twenty years ago, so Christmas is never her best time of year. Yeah. And unexpectedly, Max Carter finds himself stranded in London just days before Christmas. So, of course, he does. <laughs> so you can just imagine it, but it's. I'm not going to. It's different. So whether you're into that sort of book or not I yeah I it's one where I've already heard that she's written a book for next Christmas and I've pre-ordered it oh great That's, okay yeah I thought it was absolutely exceptional and That's I hope glowing endorsement yeah I hope people do read it yes it uh, there are times when you think oh this is just this is just one of those love stories but it's not um and yeah it's 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 I thought it was good 
I, oh, good. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. So that I think, yeah, it's a good recommendation. So I read this isn't this isn't one of my books from this year, but this is like a, a book similar to that that I read last year and was surprised how much I enjoyed. Called the Twelve Dates of Christmas by Jenny Bayliss. I listened to the um, audio book of it and. As it says on the tin, um, it's about a woman, Kate, who goes on 12 different dates of Christmas. And normally I'd be like, oh, God, no, thank you. But I actually really liked Kate and I really enjoyed hearing about these different dates. And they're all super Christmassy. And there's a lot of like going to the Cupcake Cafe to make Christmas cupcakes as one of the dates and things like that. But I just got very immersed in it. I think maybe I just put everything, (laughs) put all my other reading aspersions aside and just go for it in December. But it's always nice, isn't it, to find a book that you don't consider in your comfort zone and then, oh, look, I just really enjoyed this. I think I get a bit judgmental about books when I look at the cover I think oh it's that sort of book and just um, either think I'll like it or not. So I've just finished um, The Christmas Bookshop by Jenny Colgan um, which isn't something I would normally be into at all um, but I saw it on my library. I was going through all my library's Christmas books and I was like, oh, okay. And I don't think it had a front cover for it. So I saw the Christmas bookshop and I was like, oh, well, I'll definitely get that. And then when it arrived, I saw it as one of these sort of like dreaded books that I avoid at all costs. Mm. <laughs> and um, it had a two week uh, reservation on it because it's a brand new book out this year. So I knew I had to get through it quite quickly. And actually, <clears throat> I was expecting it to be all about sort of love and Christmas romance and things like that. And yes, there's Christmas romance in there and there's a choice between two men and et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like the main theme of it was sisterhood. And I really loved those parts. And she's working in a Christmas bookshop and something that you and I would both enjoy doing. Um, And I found myself enjoying it much more than I thought I was going to do. The only bad thing I will say about these books, and I don't know if this is a bit deep (laughs) to go into it, but I find there's so much fat phobia and sort of like anti the anti-fatness and, and bad vibes of body image and stuff in these books like there's just a constant sort of reminders of this so she's talking about so it's set in Edinburgh and she's saying oh she's so glad that Edinburgh's got all these hills because it means she can work off the latte that she's had this morning and I just think oh god I don't want to read about that sort of thing so I think that's another reason I steer away from those books and even in a book that I've enjoyed this year a Christmas that that Christmas bookshop still that's still happening for me so it's still annoying I find yeah I don't know I've, I think my radar's set a bit low on that to be honest because yeah. if it's really obviously like oh she lost weight she felt happy and she met somebody happily ever after then I'll be really cross about that yeah. sort of thing um it's not quite as overt as that but that maybe makes me feel a bit I just feel like it's so casual the way it's just so popped in there so that there's also children in this story and she talks about um one of her children being called fat and how that's the worst thing that they could ever be called and I think oh gosh no no, no. yeah that, that's <laughs> like the, different yeah like yeah it just felt that it was just a bit sort yes. of I don't want to say relentless because it wasn't happening constantly but I know I'm very <laughs> Like I'm very aware of that sort of stuff. So when I pick something like that up in the book, I get a bit sort of like cross my arms and have a bit of a sulk about it. And then I'm almost waiting for the next time for it to happen. So, but I did enjoy the book. And like, like I said, the sisterhood aspect of it was really nice and refreshing having read sort of women's contemporary fiction in the end and it all being fixed by getting with a bloke in the end. Like this was more about the sisterhood and like the mending of that relationship, which I really enjoyed. I don't know about you, but I used to read those books by the dozen when I was younger. I didn't know anything else though. Mm. until I sort of found booktube like that those were the books that were available to me where I bought books which was supermarkets yeah so that was hundreds of Freya North I used to read all of her books or like sometimes I'd buy magazines and you'd get a free book in with that and it would be the new Freya North book and like so that was all I really knew it was wasn't until well first of all I discovered the Richard and Judy book club where I started reading a little bit because 
W.H. Smith used to pick six books every yeah, season. Yeah, they still do. My yeah. goodness. Oh, do they still do it? Do oh, they? I yeah. Have a little look and see what they, what they, they still pick some good ones. I've got to say, yeah. It was, it was a way, and then how off the back of that. So if I'd read a book that I enjoyed, I'd then just go and read that author's whole back catalogue. Like until I joined <sighs> BookTube, I didn't really know what I liked. So, not that there's anything wrong with reading those no, sort of books, not. Think, each to their own. Yeah, I think they're really like some people get such a lot of joy out of them, and I'm yeah. so grateful that like reading is reading. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So just good. find what it's what so you good like to be reading. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just they're just not for me. But yeah, that there's just two that I've sort of semi enjoyed over the years: the Twelve Dates of Christmas by Jenny Bailey, with every, all these people are called Jenny, and the Christmas Bookshop <laughs> by Jenny Colgan. <laughs> Was yours written by Jenny? Uh, my, no, Emily. <laughs> Emily. Emily. So no, it wasn't a journey. Uh, yes, I don't think. But I've got my, my last book is, is is in a similar vein to it, actually. So my last book is Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe by Ooh. Melissa De La Cruz. So Pride and Prejudice is a story that I very much enjoy, and I've Bridget Jones is a retelling of Pride and Prejudice, and I did something last year where I read. Um, Pride and Prejudice and then a lot of retellings of Pride and Prejudice so when I found out that there was a Christmassy one this year I was excited about it and it's actually gender swapped so as well as being set at Christmas it's also Darcy is a, Darcy is the girl when she's a big sort ah. of businesswoman and things like that and she's going home to Pemberley in Ohio and there she finds her old neighbour Luke Bennett and he's the oldest of five <laughs> brothers so I feel quite <laughs> I'm quite excited about this I don't know how good it's going to be but having really enjoyed um Pride and Prejudice and sort of like retellings of that I'm looking forward to seeing if this is one that I enjoy as well Oh, that sounds no really good. No expectations for it. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. Let's let's see how I get on. I think it's a bit of fun. That's yeah. That's what we can. It's say. all about a bit of fun. It's all about a bit of fun. Yeah. Well, um, I thought I was going to be recommending a Snow Garden by Rachel Joyce because that's a collection of short stories, and we've yeah. I love some of the books by Rachel Joyce, but I've, I've read it. I very much enjoyed it. I, I, it didn't grip me as much. I wouldn't say it's a gripper, yeah. but what I will find with short story collections is I like a level of interconnectedness and it's got that, hasn't it? That is true. And I like yeah. the fact that it was very real about the impact of Christmas on people that are, you know, getting very stressed and tired yeah. and marriages, partnerships, whatever, relationships aren't always um, quite as sparkly as, as as they might be. So yeah. I read it a good few years ago, but I remember there's one about, is, is he a pop star or something? He's very famous and he's coming home, isn't he? Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that one. And I also enjoyed the one set in the shop. Yeah, it's like a rant, like they just sell everything. Oh, you're very good with your remembering. Yeah. Oh, but that's strange that that's come back to me. I mean, I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I can remember <laughs> that one. <laughs> but I've got to say what I am recommending is a book that's called The Christmas Carols that I think you know about because it's one of your patron options. I yeah. have it, yeah. Funnily enough, it's not really got Christmas Day in it, which is so odd, but it's about a family that, that, that love Christmas, that love Christmas so much. And this girl starts school and she's she just thinks Christmas is everything. So she can't understand why they're not celebrating Christmas in September. Um, and it's about how you sort of fit in and being true to yourself. And it's mid-grade. It's, it's a bit of fun, but it's yeah. a nice bit of fun. 
Oh, I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah. So when we did the Patreon book club, there was two picks and one of them would stay another day. And the other one, David's pick was Christmas with the Carol. So I own it and I imagine I'll get around to it this year as well. So I'm pleased to hear that you enjoyed it and found it fun. It's a quick read. Yes, it won't trouble you much. But uh, yeah, you could see it being made into a film, maybe. Oh, lovely. I look forward to that. Christmas is yet to come. (laughs) Yeah. Previously adaptation. (laughs) Absolutely. So what do you prefer... What format do you prefer for your Christmas books? Audio, ebook, printed? What do you? I, I, I rarely read an ebook. If I ever read an ebook, it's because I've got it out from the library using my Libby app, which I understand there's a lot of them sort of all over the country or wherever you may be listening. Your library may well offer you ebooks from your um, Overdrive is another one, and there's yes, a few. We like have that. cloud libraries. Oh, pretty wow. shocking to be oh, honest. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. well, I've been quite impressed with Libby, but yeah, I don't read many books on there unless I don't read books on e-reader unless I get them out from there, and I haven't done that with any Christmas books but I do enjoy a listen to some um, Christmas books and normally they're books that I'm revisiting so at the moment I mentioned this one last year Christmas Days by uh, Jeanette Winterson which is 12 festive stories and 12 recipes Um, and I love to listen to and that's 24 so I like to listen to one of those a day on the run up to Christmas Um, and Nigel Slater's Christmas Chronicles which I'm also going on about to anyone that will listen how much I enjoy that as well that's food writing too um, with a few recipes in so I do listen to some Christmas um, audiobooks but yeah I like to read sit down with a with a good old book and have a look especially like the picture books and stuff you can't beat them can you the big ones that you yes open and yeah get imagine. what about yourself yeah definitely I I mean I'm not a big ebook it just even though I've tried reading on a kindle it, it affects my sleeping so I it's audiobooks and printed yeah. books but much prefer the printed books just yeah. nice sitting there holding it so we're nearly at the end we're nearly at the end of the year my I suppose my final question is about next year 2022 what Anything, I think there's something you're looking forward to, but is there anything in particular you're looking forward to in the year? <laughs> um, well, in terms of books or in terms of life? Anything. Life. Get married book. next year, so that's exciting. <laughs> that's very good. Um, and uh, yeah, and we actually booked the service today, so it's feeling very, very fresh. I said to David when I got home, are you looking forward to marrying me? And he said he is looking forward to marrying me. So that's towards the end of next year. We're having a Christmassy wedding. Of course we are. Uh, will that be going um, on Vlogmas? I presume no, not. No. <laughs> No, I don't know how much time I'm going to have for Vlogmas next year if I'm planning a wedding. So we'll have to maybe have a think about that. But I'm always looking forward to reading. I love sort of like January in terms of like new starts and what's going to be the first book I read of the year and all this sort of thing. And I'd really like to take part in a few more um, sort of readathons next year. I never take part mm. in readathons. And I love the like I love the thought of like picking books off your shelf um, that match certain prompts and things like that. And I think that will get a lot of my books that are on my shelf not being read. <laughs> get them read so I'm quite looking forward to that and also do you know I've read so many books this year the past few years I haven't set a um like a target so I used to set it started off with 50 books then it went to 100 books and the past few years I thought no do you know what I'm just gonna set it at one book and see how I get on hmm. I've read 172 books so far this year that's amazing I dread to think <laughs> how many I, I've read I just... I, I just I just I can't believe it so it just goes to show don't set yourself targets and you, you get the best reading you've ever done and like I'm I'm well on course to be reading a book every day in December so who knows if that will make it to 200 by the end of the year when you don't put yourself under pressure I think so because the, I remember the first year I set myself a target I set it at 52 which was one a week and I remember really struggling to get to that 52 mm. and now like I don't feel like I've broken a sweat doing 172 <laughs> books. Like I don't feel like at no point. That's the joy of not setting yourself a target. 
at no point have I thought, oh, I'm really behind. I need to read some short books. I've literally just read what I wanted. And um, yeah, got to 172. So Bravo. that's all about for me. But yeah. madness, isn't it? 172 oh. books. Oh, Think how many episodes of EastEnders I could have watched. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that's why it's best to stick to books, I guess. I think so. I think so. <laughs> oh, Lauren, you bring such joy to our lives. Um, oh, thank you so uh, much. Yeah, just thanks so much for joining me again. Thank you. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, well, wasn't that lovely? I feel more Christmassy now. I think I've got my Christmas spirit back, which is good. So I just thought I'd give you a bit of a recap over the books that I liked or didn't like, just my view. So the first one is The Santa Trap by Jonathan Emmett and Polly Bernatine. It's a, a picture book um, for children and it's lovely. A, a, a firm favourite of our family and it's one that we have a read of every year. Lovely. Um, the next one I really enjoyed but Lauren didn't is called Diary of a Christmas Elf by Ben Miller. It is silly. It is mid-grade. It's a very quick read but it's Christmassy and jolly good fun. I thought. Um, so that, that's another one. Stay Another Day by Juno Dawson. Uh, both Laura and I really enjoyed. It's sort of a modern take on uh, a Christmas and a family coming together. Um, it's got all different elements in it and uh, just an enjoyable enjoyable read and um, the next one I absolutely loved is by Anthony Trollope and it's Christmas at Thompson Hall and other Christmas stories really recommend it it looks beautiful it reads well it's just a joy really enjoyed that one the next book is A Snow Garden by Rachel Joyce I enjoyed this one but I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to I think because 
I just love Mrs. Benson's Beetle so much. Um, I think I, it, I, my expectations were just a bit high. It's lovely. It's a great selection of, of stories. Um, but it didn't quite hit the Mrs. Benson's Beetle mark, but still a nice read. Next, we have Always in December by Emily Stone. Um, I really enjoyed this book. I was surprised how much I loved it. It had a good story. It was well written, good characters and a story. I'm not going to give anything away. A story, though, that is one that I will remember. Good read. And finally, The Christmas Carols. Um, and that's by Mel Taylor Besant. That's a mid-grade book. It's fun. It's about Christmas, even though it doesn't really feature Christmas Day itself, but it's just about a family that loves Christmas. And I think, why not? A bit of joy. Um, so hopefully there's something from that selection that, that sounds interesting. And the books that Lauren talked about, I'm going to go away and start ordering some of those. I think they sound great. Um, just, yeah, lovely. So, guys... Merry Christmas. Look after yourselves. Um, look after each other. I've, there's a two week break now um, for me on on this podcast, but then I'll be back with great author interviews, great books. Oh, yes. I, I, and actually, I've already recorded that first episode. So, yes, a really, really good author interview. And I'm going to tell you as well my favourite books of 2021, a little bit of a roundup as well. So just Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, stay well, look after yourselves. Thank you so much for all the fun and joy you have given me over this year. Um, it's just, yeah, means a lot. You, you make me very happy and uh, just wish you all the best. I'm waffling now. I'm going, I'm leaving now. <laughs> and I will speak to you again very soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one, ever. See you again soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.